And we are live. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to the JAR Foundation podcast. My name is Ken Stearns. I'm the host of the show. I'm also the creator and the host of the, the JAR podcast. It's a traveling show. I'm running around the country, 111 cities, interviewing 444 people uh, with questions from my book and, uh, you know, human stuff. And in that journey, I found, you know, surprisingly, I was I was pretty surprised with the amount of mental health challenges people are facing alone, mostly, uh, and kind of working through a lot of that stuff themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the people, of course, get help. They get professional help in either, either you know, ongoing or they're in and out of it. But a lot of the stuff I've seen uh, for me is manageable or preventable in some way through education or through some other early, you know, earlier intervention and resources people can find early on. And so that's kind of why I started the podcast. I'm going to, I'm building out a foundation, a nonprofit around mental health to see what I can do in my little, my little corner of the universe. And, you know, to kind of the, the, to make sure that I don't say something too stupid, which is my normal approach, uh, I'm actually going to be a little bit measured and I'm going to bring in some people who know this stuff uh, from all kind of corners, a 360 degree view of the business of mental health and helping people and putting it together. So my, my guest uh, this morning, Yuna, Kim, welcome to the show. And, you know, Yuna, I'm going to give you a free reign on the, on the bio. I want you to kind of articulate who you are mm -hmm. uh, for the audience and then and then maybe share a little bit about yourself, maybe mm -hmm, the personal mm -hmm. side. And then we can talk a little bit about professional and then just observations about the, you know, the industry and how we can do better. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. who's who's you and how did you end up on this show? Hi, Mr. Storm. Ken, thank you so much for ha uh, having me for this uh, really meaningful show. Uh, my name is Yuna. I was born and raised in South Korea. Uh, so South number one cause of death for young people is suicide. Yeah, among the OECD country. And I was our only counselor looking after 900 kids in international school setting. And that really gives oh me a like, yeah, harsh reality. Like, yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up coming to the U.S., but that's yeah. the kind of middle story, but I will go back to my personal okay, side. Yeah. So, so I, so when I was eleven, my father passed away all of a sudden. It was an accident, and he mm. has three kids. I was a middle child, and that apparently that life event changed my life history, my family story, like really dramatically. Um, I was eleven, like like as I mentioned, uh, there like it was not really mental health. I wasn't exposed to the mental health friendly environment. So I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know mm. how to love myself. There's just a no process at all. So what I did was just suppress my emotions. So I don't really acknowledge yes. the sadness yeah. that we didn't have. Yeah, and even our family. Easy. Yeah. And in Asian culture, like it, it's like at my, like, so for, for 10 years, we, our family even did not talk about it, save our face. We just keep going, move on, move on, move on. And that kind of affect my own like the mental and the physical health. And mm. um, so at some point, like um, I was I was having a moment that I I put so much pressure on I need to be a, a daughter whom my father feel proud of. 
I wanted to save. I want to be a stronger, you know, like that save my family. So I has. I put so much unrealistic expectations. Well, that's a lot of pressure. You're only yeah. 11. 11, right? You're yes. only 11, right? 11, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was really hard. Like, I didn't even recognize it was hard, but it was just like automatically, I should be yeah, like it's that automatic, person. Right? Yeah, it's automatic, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, seeing my father's body becomes ashes, you know, like, we cremented. So, like, um, his body, it just, like, asked me, that really make me ponder about my life. Like everyone died. Everyone. Yes. That's the truth, you know, like a truth. Like regardless of your religion, regardless of your background, that's that we are not God. Like we, it's like a, we have a limited lifetime. And like you know, like what will be your legacy? At eleven, that's a you're you're already having a heavy self conversation. Yeah, it, it it was very heavy. And I become a really like like serious little girl, like <laughs> bring a lot of like <laughs> weight of the life and weight of the <laughs> Yeah, that's a little heavy but, for eleven. Yes, yes, yes. I I don't think I had a I mean I had a very good childhood, but like it was a little bit heavy. So but that guided me to whenever whenever I make a decision, like what 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 is really important to you? You're mm. knowing that you're going to die anyway, like yeah, your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that sometimes that questions and agenda could be light. I sometimes I forget about it, but sometimes when mm. I when I face challenges, like I always go back to that questions. Like, is it really meaningful oh. to you, and is it meaningful to your society? So anyway, um, so observing my family's whole story, like they react differently. Um, reacting to the like loss of my father's mm. I decided to study psychology because I, I want to know myself well I really wanted to analyze what's happening in this family right <laughs> and I decided to be trained as a school counselor and um, but at the same time I wanted to really explore different areas of like a like a psychology law international relations like so I can have a more I feel like I this that was a foundational like stage for my life um so so in order to become a like cool successful woman in korea society i thought getting a job in multinational multinational company is the answer so i worked for microsoft i worked for the png procter gamble for maybe two three years and then i was I was, I'm very hard worker. So I, I think I work as maybe I work 16 hours per day, like thinking about all different strategies, but it was a, it was a one point, um, I think it was a vice president of the Microsoft. He came to my supervisor and asked her like, oh, when I retire, let's, let's make a coffee shop together. So for me, that was a really like shock, big, big shock. Because like, like there are really successful people in this industry like if I were like, and I for me career was should be something related to life like calling not just the money making so for me yeah. like why they are if if they for my like like when I was 20 like 6 25 like if I were there maybe I would do something related to the like uh their their previous business like computer software yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. Like, coffee, why sh- coffee shop, coffee shop. <laughs> yeah so that really made me think is this a because if I work like like 16 hours per day thinking about how can I sell the CRM product, 
is it the question that I'm going to ask rest of my life? If I'm, if I, because like yeah. we ask question to do our, you know, to spend our, right? Like, like, for example, okay, you know, like think about the Fabridge uh, launching event. How do you, how are you going to increase yes, right. the increase, increase the uh, sales of like Korean market something? But I mean, that's a very important question for the business. But like for me, as I have that my personal, like personal history and personal like agenda that was kind of conflicted. Is it really make me become a better person as a human being? Is it related to my legacy? So, and oh, I yeah, feel you, got, bit, you got lost a little bit, right? You, yeah, I you, got so lost. You, you kind of woke up and went, "Oh, I'm on where, where, where? Yeah, I'm not on the right. Yeah. I'm on the wrong road." Yes, yes, and like my body is extremely sensitive, and my body start to feel it, getting like some skin rashes. So it was a very yeah. So there was a and at the I think first time in my life I decided okay I need to pause. I really need to pause. I need to give a like pause, intentional pause, yeah, yeah. and really like look look back on my journey yeah, and then yeah. make it be more intentional. So I decided to give my permissions to give a two or three month of just pause. It was a for me it was very hard, like having a because it 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 seems like I'm stuck, but I I I determined to do that, and then. I traveled to different country by myself just to figure out what will be the good next step. So that's how I ended up working and uh, being a founding member of the international school in South Korea. Uh, we start with the 250 kids, uh, but I think now we have a 100, 1200 and the school became uh, the best international school in the world last year. So. I worked Whoa. there for eight years, uh, starting as an internship, and I got promoted every year. And that it was a, uh, I lived in a dorm with the students, and that which allowed me to really realize the harsh, like, what's the what's happening in this country? What's happening for the, this young generation? There's no like mental health support. Like it's like yeah. a, one day there were like five students lining up in front of my my office waiting to get the suicide risk assessment and imagine i've done it like many many years yeah so mm -hmm. it was uh like it was not really sustainable i feel like this system is not sustainable because there are many people who are passionate like me but mm -hmm. like i was the only one counselor 24 hour on call if, if i do that if if I do that, like for many, it's not, I will lose my passion. Like I got oh, burned yeah. out. You, you will be burned out very yeah. soon. Very and soon. then it's not, and I found that this can be universal experience, not just yes. me, like who yeah, yeah, dedicated yeah. their life, like a helping professional educator or a nurse. So I think that COVID kind of proved, you know, like the, the situation, like a hard reality. So that's why I decided, okay, I, if I become, I, I'm a container of every other young people that I'm interfacing. That mm. means I have to be well taken care of. I have to be healed. It. I have to be well nurtured. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. I am the container. Yeah. It, that's my responsibility. So, and also I realize if I have a 10, I can give 10. But if I have only one, I can only, I can even give one to other people. So yeah, nothing okay, left. Nothing left. So I need to fill in myself. So I decided to, uh, I found an amazing program at Columbia University. Uh, it's a clinical psychology master's program. 
And uh, my, I also wanted to focus on my own healing journey that wasn't fully healed from my childhood. So um, there was a mind and body, spirituality, mind and body institute okay. uh, under the clinical psychology program. So I decided to pursue that path. Uh, one thing I really liked about that program is that we see human being as a holistic being. Current okay. medical, I love, I love that. Yeah, because yeah. the current medical system, current mental space is very clinically oriented. We just diagnose, diagnosis. Okay, you have a depression. You eat. There's a prescription. You here's a prescription. Yeah, right. Here, here's a prescription. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a so one is clinically oriented. Second thing is only thirty three percent of the budget is focusing on the prevention. So me coming from the educational <laughs> sector, yeah, it's a yeah. That seems backwards to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three percent. Only three percent of money goes. To that was come from. I went to the Cornell, um, wow. Cornell Medical uh, Behavior Health Summit last week, and it was from the Mental Health uh, Commissioner in New York City, New York City, New York City. So he. Is, I mean, yeah. side question on that: Do you think it's because there's more money in treatment? Then prevention. I think that I think there is a combination. I combination. I can speak about all these things like maybe a side note. Like we can please we ask me again because there's a whole bunch. Yeah, of I'll come back to yeah. that. Let's come back yeah, to that. Please, yeah. So, so that's why I wanted to find the way. How do we really build the environment, or space where young people can be fully seen mm. and fully heard? And just they can just be themselves. Nowadays, people talk about like diversity, equity, because like there are so many different like buzzwords. But what I really think one thing important, whatever we do, like intervention, prevention, like possible, what whatever we do, what's very important for me and for us is like a, really like every every individual celebrate who they are, and mm -hmm. building healthy relationship with oneself. That's the key. If school, gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to love yourself. Yes, yes. That's the key. Like, the, if I have a healthy relationship with myself, like a like a, I have a good friendship with my friends, right? Yeah. I can always look after myself. I will treat myself with love and compassion. Yes. I will treat myself. Uh, I, I can be very reflective. I will give another chance to me. Like, yeah. It's that relationship really set the tones of rest of the relationship you have. Yes, it absolutely. Can be a relationship with your family, relationship with your friends, relationship with your career, future, mm. relationship with your past. Because if I have a good relationship, that's the inner resource I have. Yeah. And, Agreed. you know, like Agreed. we constantly. We constantly interact with other like uh, aspects, dimensions of environment, social environment, envi um, society, you know, like environment or system. But if we don't have that relationship, we can even reach out to the counselor. Even we can reach out to the family or friends when we are in need. We agree. Can, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So that's kind of my. I always go back to that, uh, the sentence, okay, build the relationship 
I have with myself self. will set the tones of rest of the relationship I have. And it can, yeah, it can extend it different uh, ways as well. So whenever I work with the children, uh, yeah, students, or mentally advocate in different words, um, a different capacity, you know, like I always try to be a container so they can build that relationship with themselves. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's the key. And for young people, probably mm-hmm. very difficult to get that self, mm-hmm. even to find yourself because it's such mm-hmm. difficult ground. It's such difficult ground to stand on, right? You don't have is, a real, sometimes you don't, they don't have that foundation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they do need these tools, this idea, this concept, even the concept of this when I was younger would have been so powerful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so. Uh, at while I was studying at Columbia University, I kind of expand my own interest in global mental health field. Okay. So, which is kind of reflect on the current medical, current clinical system. Like most of the clinical evidence, uh, what do you call it? Like gold standard or evidence based practice. We always use evidence, recidivity, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's mainly tested by the male white uh, people. Yeah. So yeah. when we when we implement it in a different population, different region, like it's not really always relevant. So it's a I, lens of it's a lens of scientific lens. How do we really pick the gold standard of like a pick the universal principle and apply to different community that honors the language, the honors their culture background. So it was such a uh, interesting and really like a fascinating experience for me to learn about us. how do we sci- scientifically approach those and I work in a global mental health Sci- effort. Yeah. Sci- scientifically? Scientifically. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to keep <laughs> use, I feel like I have to keep this uh, word because that's a Western language, like Western approach and then I also need to be, how do I say it? Um, that's the main framework that this society had, right? Like yeah. For example, like even the spirituality, like it's like we have to, because the study I did in, at Columbia University, uh, it's called like spiritual mind and body, but there was forced Ivy League school that used the language of science to mm-hmm. explore the different East and West wisdom, you know, wisdom of human, human being, human flourishing. Okay. Yeah. So like meditation. Or oh, there's, there's a different types of contemplative practice, you know. Yeah. 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 So that's how that's, how fun yeah, for yeah. you. So this is mm-hmm. kind of an interesting concept, the, the mm-hmm. idea, the conversation, because you've got this this very established practice that's that's created this this fortress called the gold mm-hmm. standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're all vested in that. And there's a lot of money in there to, you know, apply the gold. And now we've got this crisis emerging. Yeah. A lot of people coming into the space. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of challenges to the gold standard, I would imagine, right? A lot of like, you know, things popping out of the sides where they mm-hmm. can't control yeah. everything because it's going to be a wide open market. I have a feeling people. There's a lot of different treatments coming. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some Eastern influence in this through meditation, through you know, mindfulness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, other so tools other than just clinical therapy. 
Yeah, so there's a huge movement. I think it's starting in like, I think it's 1980, 1990, the Martin Seligman, the, the former president of the APA, American Psychological Association, he created the field of, field of positive psychology. So okay. it's like uh, the traditional psychology is focusing on the problem. Okay, so you have this problem. Let's figure out what is the cause and that that cause can be uh, approached by neuroscience or like okay. development like okay you have attachment issues so you have uh like development issues there's so many like whole like cycles fields are actually figuring out what is a cause okay which i like just, that's good yeah okay and then good. we Root need cause. to know the cause and then there's a problem but it's like a um so however that approach is kind of permanently focus on the problem you are in a problem like so you have to fix it the concept of that whole process that you have to fix yourself <sighs> okay yeah so so what i really liked about this positive psychology is so you have the different like so they build a vr kind of via characteristic character strength which is composed of 24 different types of qualities like uh, spirituality perseverance about perspective, fairness, uh, um, I think there are 24 different. So people okay. just, so those, these approaches focus on their strength. So we identify top strength and we are going to help you to thrive. And to thrive on that strength. Yes, using which, your strength. Yes, yeah, it's, which we yeah. know is, yeah, we know is the right way. Yes, yes. So there, it's also a little bit con controversial because it's a kind of, I've been practicing positive psychology for 10 years, but someone who is coming from a traditional background, like it's, yes, yeah, yeah. there's always, there's a new, new merging part. There's always conflict and then we merge, yeah. you know, like, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of trend, but that's, and they also build, I try to build MBCT, you know, like sometimes mind-based technique practice and this, you know, so are like now there are different techniques which aim to be a gold standard of this, like a uh, mental health field. Um, okay. so there's study, many studies are going on, which is very promising. And I've been always in like try to mix of a traditional because there are certain traditional uh, techniques are proof to a certain like depression or like, there's a like something we can utilize. I'm not going, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but depending on the client, depending on whom we are, um, interacting there was a lot of, I, I, I always appreciate the flexibility and the really knowing what they need. And ultimately knowing what they need. Yeah. I think the flexibility, right. Not having some rigid set of, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, the, everybody, we put everybody in this box. No, I had that conversation with people. The thing I'm learning is that spectrum, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. situation mm -hmm. is so you, you know, everybody's, yes got their own little DNA yeah. line on the, mm -hmm. on the spectrum or whatever spectrum they're on. Yeah. So we call it as like a mental health continuum. We see mental oh, health as okay. a continuum. Oh. And oh, so okay. you hit the very important concept. So yeah, okay. like, like uh, knowing that our life is full will be, not always like optimally happy, happy days, <laughs> right? Wait, wait a minute, it's not, it's yeah, not yeah. always beautiful? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's like, a, there's ups and downs. It's very subjective experience, but knowing that every, like, life will be filled with, like, unpredictable events, yeah. ups and downs, but how can we embrace it, embrace mm. that uncertainty with grace? How do we, and that's coming from the, 
like a relationship we have we yeah. we have with our staff but with also ultimate, yes. ultimately with yours yes yeah that's kind I mean, of my own philosophy you know like so <laughs> i'm I, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a clinical it's not a clinical fact <laughs> no 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 but i think that there's a that's kind of my personal like philosophy but i think that they can be uh written in different ways you know like humanistic okay. psychology like described this way like neuroscience described this way you know yeah. like it's like a development cycle described this way even in even like cognitive therapy in order mm. to do that they use this technology tech technique but i for me it's very easy to understand it's easy to explain so that's that's why i've been using this um concept so um so how do i how do i go back so 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 the building of resilience building like really enable how do we really if if society can really make the environment it mm. can be go through it can be uh there could be a different entry point it can be a clinics it can be go through a school setting it can go to community right. center it can be go through even like a policy level right where what are the like act what are the agent or actors or factors that influence mm. our mental health yeah so and how do we really co collaborate together because yeah. everything is interacted. So that's why I go back to the city rise where I now work. Um, so, so it's global mental health organizations. Um, <clears throat> so we have a different branches in Kenya, India, Sacramento, Seattle, Bogota. So I was managing the mental health program across the city. It's like, like using the global mental health approaches, right? Okay. We have a global okay. universal, um, principles like theme but how do we really be making sure that works to that community or sometimes we listen to them the community first and it goes up bottoms okay. up right and right. top down and where do we meet right so that has been a very interesting experience now i am in charge of building an inner development toolkit like to help people to uh, have a solid relationship with themselves it can be covered we can cover gratitude we can talk about kindness we can talk about hopeless hope you know like past yeah. because that concept is like actually proven by proven by positive psychology like it, it surface past present future we can oh. reframe gratitude using the gratitude we can reframe our past with uh being by being kind to myself, being kind to other people, yeah. we can make our this present moment more, uh, be more mindful, like really fully. fully oh, for present. sure. Yeah, yeah, right. For sure. I, some of my guests on the podcast, uh, mm -hmm. my 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 the Jar Show, it's interesting. They do reframe their past with their parents quite often. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, That's necessary, yeah. And they look back and they're like, you know, I, I had a view of my parents when I was 20 or 30 or 40. And now that I'm 50, mm -hmm. I see that they were doing the best that they could do with what they had. Like there's a lot yeah. of grace, a, a lot yes. of grace given backwards. And they're like, yeah, I was bitter and I was this or that. And, you know, they sucked. And now I'm realizing life sucks and life's hard. And they probably did the best they could. And like I have a whole new appreciation for my mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I mean, so I like that um, free going back and using that. 
that yeah, loving and yourself and loving mm-hmm. then then having an ability to judge somebody from that yeah point. yeah and also like being hopeful for the future because most of people who are suffering from depression they have no hope and i've been in that stage when yeah. i was young like it's it's so hard to really observe who is suffering from the depression it's mm. so hard it's like uh, you are just stuck in a one dark room like you don't want to wake up in the morning because like nothing will be changing there's no even like glimpse of light so so the so the, that's kind of like a main that can be a one main protocol so we are doing a randomized trial control in Kenya and India i think it's we are doing like 25 25000 people for young people so we are trying to bring it in the U- us context as well so there's a very interesting research that's going on um, I love it. I love this. I, the mm-hmm. education. I love the education side. I think mm-hmm. it's super powerful. Yeah. So that's why I'm. I'm very passionate. I think my personal interest is intersection of prevention, like how to like in preventative approach in education sector. Yeah. But also like global mental health factor, global mental health component of how do we really create the space that honors everyone's unique identity. Hmm. Yeah. It's we're at the we're already. Oh at my 30. god! This is like <laughs> fifty. Okay. How about some? <laughs> I, well, it was a great conversation, and I think I I think you're at a good spot. You want to you want to because you're almost kind of put a wrap on that. I think I got to where you're mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like you you I feel like you, I, we got your story out. Um. How about some closing thoughts for me? What do you? Oh. you know, I'm. <laughs> And and this is really around, you know, I'm look, I'm trying to do, I think access, cost, and um stigma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, access, cost, and stigma are three things that are that are challenged, you know. But I think a lot of this can be solved through education. I'm kind yes. of coming and, and the people I'm meeting like you validate that, you know, that we can we can I think slow people down from going down that path, allow the maturity to catch up. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of it is maturity, you know, um, that's why old people are happy because they're, you know, they're just old and they, oh, figure yeah. Yeah. And they just figure, kind of figure out life that, you know, a lot of shit doesn't matter in life <laughs> and, and, and they get a little bit more perspective and grace. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about some thoughts? I mean, just some closing thoughts on the business. What can we do better in the education? What, any advice for, for me, uh, as we kind of go into the next, the, for the strategy phase? Uh, so I think, uh, um, uh... What I okay, so 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 there's a two things. One thing is a lot going back to the business side. Mm. So most of the data data are privatization, privatized. So there we don't have any access to data. For example, when I was part of the building of venture capital backup, oh. like mental health, we don't know what is a retention rate, average retention rate for the retention rate for the patient. Apparently, the do you can you guess what is the most common number of retention rate retention appointment rate? Oh, no idea. Low. It's a it's a one. Fifty yeah. percent of patients just go one and they just drop. Fifty percent go one time. Yeah, and don't continue. Do we know why? It can be a there. There can be a various factor. Yeah. It can be a match with the counselors, right? Yes, it or it can be. A, first, 
yeah, so it can be uh, their financial issues or it can be their uh, the severity of their issues, how urgent it is to be taken care of. Or it's a whole mix of everything. Okay. Yeah, could be. So a mix that's why, but that's why I feel. How do we really create the first good impression when they yeah, reach out to okay. the counselor? <laughs> that's 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 very important. So that's why when I work in a school counselor, I like I make my council office as like canteen, so everyone can yeah, yeah. come and sleep and you know like and just chit chat. Yeah, yeah. chit chat because it's also related to stigmatize. Yeah, this this schematize of the mental health issue because if, the stigma. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the and if you go to a therapist's office, I mean, they're like, it's everything you. It's your worst nightmare as far as what you would imagine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the debt. It's the couch. It's the debt. You know, and it's if it's if it looks and smells like I would see going there one time and going, this is not a normal environment. I mean, I never sit in a room like this and talk to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what normal, you know, but but I think. I hope that remote, I hope that remote therapy can be a better mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These people have a chance to, they can try two or three people very quickly. It's a little bit more relaxed. You're not in the room. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There is a, uh, the, for the virtual session and in person, there is a like pros and cons apparently. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I can talk about like for this for one hour, but like, I'm but sure. <laughs> I think I think um, I think the definitely like having a telehealth uh, emerging of telehealth makes therapy really easy and accessible yeah. to the people who, especially who has a transportation issue, who are mm. extremely busy because they can continue as long as they have a willingness, they can continue. Yeah. Agree, agree. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of plus. Yeah. Um, Yuna, thanks so much for being a guest. And sharing your story. Very interesting. I learned something today. So I totally, I appreciate you for that. Thanks for shedding some light on. I got some new lingo and, and it validated some of my thoughts around education. Yeah. You know, you really validated my thoughts around education. Uh, and there were two other things you said, which you didn't, which, or the love, mm-hmm. you know, loving yourself. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that's a, that's something I'm a big fan of. I've, mm-hmm. you know, I wrote a, can't really see it too well. Dear God. Yeah, dear God. Oh, I I love name. Yeah. Yeah, it's called. Oh, there we go. So I got this book called Dear God. And in it, I talk about love. One of the chapters is about love and self-love and the Mm, critical mm. importance of self-love. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about the first part of the book is about book of self. Yes. Which is your your yesterdays, your todays, and your tomorrow. Yeah. Ah. All the stuff happening inside here in the battlefield. Oh, wow. Yes. And yes. the last one you touched on that's that's in there is hope. Yeah. And I've got a, a, a chapter on hope, some letters. It's letters mm-hmm, to God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I got these questions about hope. Mm-hmm. And I do think, you know, wherever you're at on the on the spiritual spectrum. Yes. Yes. You know, on that spiritual spectrum, I think mm-hmm. if you if you if you're so far to the zero, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're missing out on hope. You can't have hope without some faith that there's something else besides us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, um, look, I'm not a religious person. I'm, I'm more spiritual. Um, you know, so my book comes from a spiritual place and a questioning place. And so, you know, one thing I am realizing is that hope chapter, as I talk to people, 
like hope is so powerful in this mental health space. I had no idea that it was, you know, the opposite of the, the self, you know, the yesterdays hope is that thing. Like you said, you feel like you don't have any hope mm. and what a dark, what a terrible place to be as a person. It is. It is. Yeah. What a tough place. If you are in that place, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think first off dial nine, eight, eight, there is a national crisis line, a yeah. suicide line. People will talk to you, help you out. And if that's not your thing, you know, reach out. If mm -hmm. you're in a dark place, likely there's somebody standing next to you mm -hmm. in that dark mm -hmm. place. In fact, it's a crowded room. Mm -hmm. Just reach mm -hmm. your, just put your hands out mm -hmm. and you'll find somebody there that can, you know, kind of, you can hold each other's hands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. If you can't mm -hmm. find the professional help. Yuna, thanks so much. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to jump off now. But well, I'll see you back in the other room. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.